guys, KO here. Welcome to Tumor and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. Today, it is just you and I, and we are going to be breaking down the difference between varsity and JV. People ask me all the time why I say it, so I'm going to break it down for you. It's all about self-awareness, accountability, and evolution. Alongside that, we are going to dig into Judith Johnson, a contributing editor for the Huff Post. She wrote an incredible article about internal monologue and the importance of our thoughts. So we're going to bring some science to the game and really unpack Varsity JV and the importance of our internal monologue. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and check us out on our YouTube channel where you can check out all the videos. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am excited. We are going to be doing a solo podcast today. We're live on YouTube. I have no idea how this is going to go. We are going to be talking about uh, varsity versus JV. I get asked a lot about why we say that, what it means, and really it's about a mentality. So I'm going to unpack some neurological science and the importance of our own thoughts. So we're going to go live. I'm going to be reading a bunch to you. It's I found an article and the Huff Post that was amazing. And I was taking out pieces and I just figured I'm going to read the whole thing. So hopefully the person that wrote this, the author, I'm going to talk about her. She's amazing. She doesn't get mad about that. If she does, we'll take it down. I don't even know. We'll see how this is going to go, but I think it's great information. And we're going to break down varsity and JV. So if you're watching this live, thank you. Welcome to the jungle new studio in the mix. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, but let's jump right in. I am Kristen Olson. If you don't know, longtime branding professional, a uh, longtime athlete and have worked in the market branding space in health and wellness for over 25 years doing all kinds of things. So I, on my own personal athletic journey, I've really dug into the health and wellness and the importance of all aspects, the whole human approach, um, personally and professionally. So today we're going to dig into varsity versus JV. What does that mean? Uh, it's something, I don't even know where it came from. I'm, do you have those friends where sometimes they just start saying things and somehow it sticks? I think I'm one of those friends. There wasn't like deep conscious thought about how this started. It just sort of stuck. Maybe it was from just being varsity and JV in high school. But the long and short is when something's really impressive or it's like top of the line or you know something, you've done something really good, I usually label that as varsity. I'm like, dang, that was a varsity play or I made varsity. I That was a varsity pizza. You could tell how much care and love and admiration they put into making it. You just notice. And then on the flip side, JV. JV is that step where you're working to get up to the varsity level. So the JV to me is like when you just make a mistake or you're not quite there yet, there's evolution needs to happen. It's just, you're just not on the varsity level and it's not really meant to be mean or disrespectful. It's just to call it what it is, let it be and know that it's a constant reminder to level up. So something I'm very visual, I'm descriptive when I can just kind of categorize things in a graceful way. Uh, we're working on that. It, it just streamlines understanding in my own brain. So it's really not about, um, making it digestible for the rest of the world. It's kind of my own internal monologue and thought process. And if you've done anything around health and wellness, you know how important your internal monologue is. So that's what we're really going to unpack today, but varsity versus JV, if you just need like a quick description to me, it's just a constant reminder to level up and 
And it's basically around three things, self-awareness, accountability, and evolution. So that's varsity and JV to me. And it's, it's not a permanent status. I think that's the other beautiful thing in my mind is that I'm never varsity level all the time. And I've had a plethora of JV moments, like major ones, like probably should devote that to like beginner freshman or whatever the lower levels are um, in life. But you can then take those JV moments and turn them into varsity moments if you can mine the gold, understand what we need to learn in that lesson, and then level up and get back on that varsity level. So if you're having JV moments, don't fret. This happens to all of us. Just get back to that varsity level. Don't take a varsity or JV um, labeling from someone, myself or someone else or your own self so bad. Just know that, okay, let's pause. We're in JV zone right now. Let's, what can we you know level up here and get back to varsity? So I think it's a really good point of accountability. But when I was kind of unpacking, um, you know, this importance, the science behind our internal thoughts and whatnot, there's all this great stuff. And I, I encourage you to Google it, which you can find a lot of crap on Google. But this article I found in the HuffPost uh, by contributor Judith Johnson, who is an author, a mentor, a speaker who helps others to raise their conscious, consciousness so they can thrive from the inside out. I loved it. And this is actually a few years old, but I'm straight up just going to read the article. It's not that long. I don't know if you think that's boring or if Judith's going to be mad, but like I said, we're just going to do this, see what happens. But I think it really sums up why our internal monologue is so deeply, deeply important. And not because it's like, woo, don't feel good, but you know, I'm here for all those things. It's more about the science and like how we're actually building neural pathways with negative and positive thoughts. So this is real stuff. You don't have to believe in witchcraft and all that like I do. Um, this is straight up science. So here we go. And this again, HuffPost.com, I'll post all of this on the uh, podcast post. So you can find all this. I'll tag Judith. Judith, don't be mad. I hope this is a nod because I think you did a fabulous job here. But the title of the article is, Do You Know How Powerful Your Thoughts Are? Within the privacy of our own consciousness, in the theater of our own mind, we create our own sense of reality, which we inhabit as our role in the great drama of life. It is a complex structure, like a skeletal system for our consciousness. Again, this is by Judith Johnson. She's a contributor for the HuffPost. And the article begins. In the theater of one's mind is a multi multi-dimensional consciousness in which our thoughts point our attention in a particular direction. Neuroscientists have discovered that re repetitive thoughts form neutral pathways as neurons that fire together, that get wired, that get that fire together, get wired together. So essentially, when they fire together, you're building a pathway. Thus, the more particular thought or brief belief is that activated and reinforced, the stronger these neutral pathways become and the more automatically they are, they become our go-to pattern of perceiving. Ever feel like you were in a rut or maybe a little insane for doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results? Maybe there is something to be said for it, for being all in your mind, or at least something to some significant degree. The power of the human thought is also worth considering in terms of the ongoing influence that society and family beliefs have in molding our point of view as individuals, for better or for worse. Here's some good news about this. Neuroscientists use the term neuroplasticity to refer to the fact that our brains have the ability to change our synaptic wiring, which is reflected in our point of view. Thus, we have the opportunity to intentionally change our thinking by forming new neutral pathways that turn that in turn will change our experiences. Indeed, we have the opportunity to be powerful creators of our own consciousness or to be passive heirs to the autopilot programming of our own history and external authorities. When we are opening, when we are operating unconsciously on autopilot, 
we are selectively perceiving our experiences by interpreting them in a way that is in alignment with our existing beliefs, fears, hopes, and dreams. Quite literally, it's almost impossible for a different point of view to get through to us when we are on autopilot. Our expressions and behaviors are quite literally self-fulfilling prophecies of our mindset. Over time, when we are running on autopilot, new experiences simply serve to validate our existing path, our existing way of being in the world, our autopilot responses to future experiences. Thus, when we are not consciously encountering our lives, our experiences simply validate and reinforce our existing beliefs and fail to inform us of new possibilities. When our perceptions of ourselves, others, and the world we live in are based on little or no conscious awareness and intention to create greater health and well-being, our lives, our lives are defined by the autopilot recycling of our attitudes, judgments, illusions, delusions, memory, and memory patterns thoughts, feelings, fears, hopes, and dreams. We exist in a veiled state unable to see what is right in front of us. Autopilot is not all bad. For an example, when we establish healthy habits like eating right, exercising, getting enough sleep, and having a healthy sense of self, we can put them on autopilot and not think about them unless and until we have the need to change them. However, autopilot can get us in trouble if we have negative patterns of thought, of thoughts or emotions running us and we aren't even aware of it. The degree of which we allow our negativity to run on autopilot without consciousness without conscious awareness is the degree to which we are powerless over it. In contrast to autopilot, when we create through conscious intention, we bring our awareness fresh to, fresh and new to each present moment and allow our beliefs, fears, hopes, and dreams to change based on new input. The updating process allows new and different thoughts and feelings to emerge, which in turn can result in new behaviors, ways of being, and experiencing our lives. We have the ability to consciously direct our thoughts and feelings through the power of intention, thus taking a far more active role in creating, promoting, and allowing more of what we want in our lives. The state of our consciousness forms the un forms the bedrock upon which the dramas of our lives unfold within the privacy of our own consciousness in the theater of our mind we create our own sense of reality which we inhabit as our role in the great drama of life it is a complex structure like a skeletal system for our consciousness the old chinese proverb captures the power of our thinking and sharing our lives so a thought and repeat and and reap an act. So an act and reap a habit. So a habit and reap a character. So a character and reap a destiny. This is true for all of us as individuals as well as for groups and societies at large. Thoughts persisted in become persisted in become taken for granted and are often misidentified as the truth because of their familiarity. They become the building blocks and assumptions that serve as the foundation for a point of view that unchallenged will invisibly run on autopilot and shape our future thinking. To step into the process of creating our lives through conscious intention, unencumbered by all of this is to simply be free and authentic with a sense of personal accountability and responsibility for our own creations. When our consciousness is present in the moment, we live in our authenticity, encountering and integrating our new experiences open to change and alterations as appropriate. These become a fluid 
there there becomes a fluid fluidity and aliveness to our experiences rather than a rote repetition of the past. Even our deepest, most treasured beliefs no longer define who we are. We let go of our story. We are awakened. Uh, we let go of our story as we awaken the magnificence of living more consciously in each moment. However, the price of admission is to let go of the need to be right in a fixed point of view and move fluidly through life, open to change and evolving one's point of view. And then Judith writes, if you'd like to know more, here's my website. I'll put that on there. So I think that was great. And please forgive me. I might, you might consider that some JV reading. True story. One of my big fears growing up was reading in front of a class. So even that reading in front of you guys um, wasn't really easy. So we're improving status there. So I appreciate any space and grace. I just wanted this to be raw and authentic and live. So we're not going to edit it, but I really encourage you to check out this article. It's pretty amazing how... Judith says in a con concise fashion with enough science to know that what you think and your story that you're consistently telling you, telling yourself, uh, pain, happiness, what have you, is just that. It's just story. So we really have to work to be conscious and in the moment. And this is a really, really hard thing. I've done a lot of training around this and it's still a challenge for me on the daily. And this is kind of where that varsity and JV comes in to disrupt my thinking pattern, negative or positive. I think it's good to acknowledge some things. And then, you know, when you know you need to disrupt certain thought patterns and label it JV and, and maneuver to get to back to that varsity zone, I think it's a really powerful, simple tool to reorganize your own perception, your own thoughts, and disrupt gracefully within your own mindset what's going on if it's negative and get back to that positive, authentic, aware, and in the moment thinking. We all have story, we all have past, and it's so hard not to cling to what we think is right and our truths. And at the end of the day, most of it is probably inaccurately remembered. Anyways, we have to learn to let it go and be in the here and now. I'm in this with you. It is not easy, but I hope this is helpful. Um, really check out this article and check out what Judith has going on. There's a plethora of coaches and teachers out there that really get into the power of your thoughts and how your thoughts do become reality. It's not just a woo and a cute quote hanging on a wall. It's true and it's science. So dig into it if this interests of you and really work to keep your thoughts positive and, and be in the present and be graceful with yourself because it is hard. We have to consciously do it and continuously do it. So keep it varsity. And if you have a JV moment, get back on the varsity bike, start pedaling and head towards that right direction. I have faith in you. And that's what I have for you today. A quick one, a short one. Check out Judith. Let me know your intentions for your life, what's going on. I'd love for this to be as interactive as possible. I know we've got it live right here, but when I put this out on the podcast, it won't be live, but feel free to send me a DM, send me an email. I love to hear any feedback on the cast conversation, what's going on. I will work on my reading on the mic and we will get there, but I was excited to even face that fear today and perhaps disrupt some of my own internal monologue about reading in front of a group. So we're out here. Have a varsity ass day and go cheer someone with some fine tequila. Varsity tequila is also a thing. Have an amazing day and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.